0: Welcome to SICKCAST. Brought to you by Sikh Research Institute. Illuminating every path. This episode of the SICKCAST is from a live conference titled Guru Teik Bahadur Sahib, The Benevolent Warrior, that originally took place on Saturday, March 27, 2021. How could one create such dialogue around human rights Justice and freedom while maintaining a solid stance for remaining close to such truth. Join Professor Ishmit Gore as she explores the events that led to Guru Tegh Bahadur Sab's martyrdom, significance, and impact. <laughs> I am Ishmeet Kaur Chaudhary and I am going to speak about Shristi Kichadar, Gurteg Bahadur, significance of his ideology and martyrdom in the contemporary Indian perspective. To understand the significance of Gurteg Bahadur Sahib's ideology and martyrdom, we need to understand that there was a broader cause in creating the new set of discourse pertaining to human rights, justice and freedom. Exemplary through Guru. Take Bahadur Sahib's own life and martyrdom. There is a broader universal significance and concern for larger humanity than his contribution to a limited or a particular religion or community. His martyrdom needs to be studied on two aspects. One, the broader and overall significance of standing for truth and raising the voice for the welfare of others beyond the limited self of the individuated self and second, by studying the particularity of laying his life for the protection of the Hindu community that was facing forced conversions, killings, and atrocities at the hands of the Mughals. Therefore, the focal point is to study the broadest significance of the reason for martyrdom in the particularity of fighting for the case of the Hindus against the Mughals. One thing that needs to be clearly understood is that this was not a fight of one community against the other, but it was a battle of right against wrong, truth against falsehood and righteousness against discontent. Therefore, hypothetically, if the situation was vice versa, the guru would have chosen to stand by the truth, irrespective of the community the Mughal rulers had significantly less regard for human rights and the principle of justice. They chose to measure everything around them with the yardstick of their own beliefs and sought to force their religiosity upon innocent citizens irrespective of their religion, culture and faith. Moreover, their tyranny was increasing day by day. There was instability in the agrarian situation. The poor farmers and the cultivators were constantly being exploited. The Jagirdars, who were the serfs, being transferred from one place to another, were prone to corrupt practices and constantly exploited the helpless and poor farmers. The Zamidars, who were the landlords, also gave in to the pressures of the jagirdars, the defaulters were subjected to the Muslim criminal code of law in such matters. In contrast, the Hindu code of law applied to the Hindus and the Muslim code of law to Muslims separately on social issues. With time, the situation intensified and the economic oppression increased immensely. This problem was not a problem of the Hindus alone. As the ordinary Muslims were also in trouble. This is evident from the fact that a prominent Muslim fakir, Adam Hasis, had also joined Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib in the Sikh movement that stood against all forms of tyranny. For Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib, spirituality was supreme and his belief was free of any ideological bearings of the religions prevailing then. Therefore, he laid an assertion on truth, the path led by Guru Nanak Sahib and the other seven Gurus before him. Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib, in four of his slokes, those with the couplets, gives a new dimension and a new shape to the Sikh philosophical thought. In a way, it would not be wrong to say that these slokes are an indication or even the foundational ideas of the Sikh collective community, the Pant, in the making. A new community that would stand out with a distinct identity was to be defined by Guru Gobind Singh in 1699. The Panth would focus on the principle of justice and stand for the truth at all times, whenever the forces of hate, fanaticism and tyranny would be prevalent anywhere in the world. Dr. Divinder Pal Singh aptly suggests the relevance of the sacrifice of Tegh Bahadur Sahib in contemporary times as The great sacrifice made by Tegh Bahadur Ji to vindicate the right of the people to profess and practice the faith meant, in fact, the assertion of the principle of justice for which the ruling Mughal rulers of the day had very scant regard. For this reason, the life, career and teachings of Guruteq Bahadur Sahib are of immense significance, even in contemporary times when the forces of hate, fanaticism and tyranny are still very dominant and assertive. The essence of this is visible in the four slokes, Slok Mahala nova and the four slokes out of them are Slokes 16, 51, 53 and 54, revered by the ninth guru. Dr. Taran Singh suggests that these four slokes could be, I quote, revered only at a particular historical moment after years of experience at a time when they were most relevant. By the time when all other efforts had failed was when these slokes were uttered. The right time for these slokes to be revealed had arrived. These slokes would change the Indian history. These slokes gave birth to Khalsa Pant. They gave birth to the declaration Vaheguru Ji Ki Fateh. They are immersed in the foundation of Sikhi and the time came when Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib revealed them." Unquote. These slokes stand out in the poetic tradition of those times. They carve the principles of Sikhi Siddhant, the six principles, and describe the fundamental aspects on which the panth was to be established soon. These principles are practically possible for those human beings who stand by truth no matter what community or religion they may belong to. Based on Guru Nanak assertion on truth, these slokes offer a truth-oriented action approach where wisdom and action serve together. The truth and the kyunkar are inseparable. Truth is the consciousness, that is Chetna, and consciousness is the first parameter for realizing that Truth leads to an understanding of what is absolute and just. Wisdom and the endower of wisdom, that is, the enlightened one, are described in Slok. The one who does not give threats to anyone, nor accepts threats from others. Nanak states Listen, O mind, call that alone as wise. This was slope number 16. While Guru Sah focuses on detachment from worldly pleasures, the importance of remembrance and freedom has been emphasized in this slope. Guru Sah focuses on the principle of absolute freedom, freedom from the fear of everything at all. This freedom leads the seeker towards the attainment of self-power in the true spiritual self. Once the endower of wisdom attains this consciousness, there is liberation from fear or threat. Such a person neither threatens anyone nor is threatened by anyone. This is a declaration of the true sentiment that a sick is to follow. Each bahadur Serb is defining the parameters on which a Sikh is to be shaped a Sikh should be the endower of wisdom who seeks and stands for the everlasting truth against all oppressions and is never fearful of anyone a Sikh stands for righteousness and truth such an insightful person is never a threat to anyone, never believes in threatening anyone at all. Neither does a sick live in fear of anyone, nor does a sick accept threat. Next is Lok 51 for this study. Gurteg Bahadur Sab prepares for the future that would soon disclose the said time's atrocities. It is then that a great, sacrifice, ordaining the prediction indicated through the name given by his father, Guru hargobind Sahib, who had called his son, Tyagmal, was to happen. Teag meaning renunciation. Bruteg Bahadur Sahib is known as Mahatyagi or Balidani, meaning the one who offers the greatest sacrifice. Or the one who is the greatest martyr. Through this sloka, it is clear that this martyrdom was pre as per the command of Ikyunkar. The Guru, through this sloka, sends a message of resilience and faith in Ikyunkar and how every Sikh is expected to live a life by accepting the will of Ikyunkar. Therefore, not to unnecessarily worry about things not in control of human beings. This martyrdom in history has been the greatest of all, one of its kind. It was not coincidental, but determined by the will of Ikkyunkar. Therefore, an example of selflessness had to be set to establish a strong community based on the saint-soldier, Sant Sipahi ideology. A Sant Sipahi would imbibe a rare combination of the guru-oriented wisdom and unmatchable bravery of a warrior. The slok creates Worry not for that, what is unexpected. Nanak states, This is the way of the world. No one is permanent here. The Guru gives a message to the followers that since no one is permanent, one should not worry about death as it is inevitable. Perhaps it would not be wrong to consider that the Guru indicated that the Sikhs were to serve others while living and finally lay their life for a larger human cause. Through this slope, Gurteg Bahadur Sahib offers a sense of liberation from anxiety, worry and fear of death. The following two slopes, number 53 and 54, for the study in the present paper need to be read together as a pair. There are different opinions of scholars regarding the revelation of slope 53. Some suggest that it was a message sent to the child Rai by his father tegh Bahadur Sahab who sought an answer to check the spiritual preparedness of his son for the future. Paisantok Singh and other traditional scholars feel that the slope number 54 Following Slope number 53 was an answer from Gobind Rai. However, in the Guru Granth Sahib, both the Slopes are attributed to Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib. Interestingly, Slope 53 is considered epistolary, a letter or a message, while Slope 54 is explanatory. The significance of both the Slopes is that they portray the powerful vis the powerless, leading towards a process for liberation of oneself from the clutches of the powerful. In slope 53, the Guru asks, I quote, Strength is lost, bondages have gripped, nothing is happening by making effort. Nanak states, Now it is only your sport. Render help to me like you helped the elephant. Kruteg Bahadur Sahib reveals that when spiritual strength is lost, bondages of material attachment overpower human beings. One cannot rid oneself of these allurements even if one makes several efforts. Guru Saab further explains that in such a situation, one should seek the support of Ikyokar, as Ikyokar renders support to those seeking Ikyokar's shelter in the same way as Ikyokar protected the elephant from the clutches of an octopus or a crocodile in one of the folkloric stories. Four key words have been used in these slokas: Bal meaning strength, power, bandhan, meaning bondage, upai, meaning effort, and oat, meaning sanctuary or support. In slope 53, finally, there is a supplication to ikkyunkar, an ardhas, or a prayer, taking shelter in ikkyunkar. In slope 54, these key words emerge as faith. Bal, strength and power. And Bandhan, bondage, have a causal relationship. When spiritual strength is lost, bondages overpower. But bondages are removed when spiritual strength is gained. Thus, efforts fructify and Ikkyokar is the ultimate support of everyone. I quote slok 54 Spiritual strength has been attained, bondages have been removed, everything happens by making effort. Nanak states, Everything is in your hand, you alone come to help. These four slokes lay the foundation of a new beginning with Khalsa Pan. The overall message of these four slogs is that the Sikhs are required to follow the Guru-oriented wisdom and lead a righteous life while rendering selfless service to those in need for the sake of truth. Death also becomes meaningful when laid for the sake of truth and the welfare of others if need be. In doing so, spiritual strength is attained that liberates one from all bondages and all kinds of weaknesses as Ikkyonkar aids individual efforts. These are to be considered new principles of the revolution that became instrumental in making a new world order that would further profess to fight for truth, righteousness and justice for all we need to ponder on the all-inclusive approach that the Guru envisioned and stood against tyranny, violence, and exploitation of the helpless. In doing so, the Guru suggests that individuals have the freedom to practice their faith as they choose to, with dignity, without any force or pressure by dominating powerful agencies. It is evident that Guru Tegh Bahadur not just initiates a discourse of human rights, individual freedom and justice, but presents an action-oriented revolution by serving an example from his own life through his martyrdom. Later, in the Western political discourse, notions of human rights become central. In the present, it is believed that these concerns evolved with the Western thought. But Dr. K. Singh, in his essay, Understanding the Sacrifice of Gurutech Bahadur, contends that even before, the popularity of the notions of liberty, equality and fraternity that originated in the political discourse with popular movements in the Western discourse Primarily with John Locke in the 17th century and in the late 18th century with Rousseau, the gurus had not just been promoting these ideas but practicing them in their life, already in the 15th and the 16th centuries. They posed a challenge to the oppressive rulers who did not believe in the concept of human rights and dignity for all. The gurus stood against those rulers who remained indifferent to the exploitation and oppression of the common people and to those who felt despondent and helpless. I quote Dr. Kehr Singh, the gurus offered a ray of hope and a positive course of action for personal and social liberation. Their approach was a matter of fact and setting an example of righteous behavior by their own conduct. This was for bringing about psychic, cultural, and social transformation as a necessary condition for a dignified life for all. Viewed in this context, the sacrifice of the ninth guru was nothing short of a watershed event. Therefore, it is mandatory to read the martyrdom of Gurteg Bahadur in the light of righteousness and collective Human concern. Sikh historian and poet Senapati in 1711 in Siri Guru Sobha described Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib as the protector of the entire creation, Shrishti. He uses the word Chadar as a metaphor to indicate that Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib provided shelter of his protection to everyone equally. I quote, Then appeared Guru Tegh Bahadur on the firmament, who sheltered the whole creation with his grace. He upheld the right to religious freedom and deeds, which immortalized his saga in the age of Kalyug. His sacrifice came to be praised throughout the world. As he had safeguarded religious freedom all over, his deed came to be healed in the three worlds as the divine gods had stood by the divine Guru. The right to put Tilak, where Jano and sit in the religious congregation remained in permanent practice with divine Guru's grace. As he departed for heavenly abode in the cause of religion, his successor came to be called Guru Gobind, Things. What is important is that Senapati pointedly remarks that tegh Bahadur Sahib upheld the right to religious freedom and deeds. Karam, Taram. Secondly, he says that he had safeguarded religious freedom all over. Third, he lays emphasis on the right to put Tilak, you know and Sit in religious congregation. Here, it is important to notice that Senapati emphasizes on the collective concern for the entire creation, Shrishti, that is an extension of concern even beyond the human race. He includes the fauna, flora, and the complete compass of the cosmos, in the purview of Guru's cause. The particular focus on Kashmiri Pandits visiting Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib and seeking his shelter indicates his popularity and faith in him. Many other and famous warriors could have offered to protect the Hindus from Mughals. But why did the Kashmiri Brahmins only approach Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib? This is a critical question. In Siri Guru Pant Prakash, an answer to this question is available. Historian Ratan Singh Bangu clearly states that Guru Bahadur came to be known as the bravest of the brave, as his fame spread far and wide in the whole world. Whosoever felt oppressed, tortured and aggrieved sought his protection and felt relieved. Human beings all over the world are desirous of comforts alone. They alone seek His grace who come across suffering in life. They received instant relief who sought His protection and His fame spread all over for His elevation of human suffering. This is how Ratan Singh Bangu describes him. It is important to realize that Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib's fame had reached far and wide. He was not just famous in the Indian subcontinent, but in the whole world. Therefore, the Brahmins from Kashmir came to seek his protection. Simultaneously, Ratan Singh Bangu does not restrict this discourse to the saga of the conversation and protection of Kashmiri Pandits alone. He explains that in protecting Kashmiri Pandits and the Hindus, the Guru aimed at a wider universal significance. His motive was establishing the cause for truth and protecting human rights in the protection of the Hindus. Ratan Singh Bangu states, I quote, Then, Gurteg Bahadur was the next successor, who gave up his life for the protection of others' human rights. He made the supreme sacrifice in the Dark Age, Kalyuk, and protected the religious rites and rituals of Hindus. The lion who gave up his life for the protection of other human rights is most important here. Once again, along with protecting the Hindus from forced conversion, the larger purpose was to protect human rights itself. Moreover, Paisantok Singh in Shri Guru Pratap Suraj Granth on page 803 also claims that as Guru Tegh Bahadurji left the world, he was surrounded by many illuminated beings, by many devtas who welcomed the Guru by singing his praise. Through this appreciation, Paisantok Singh describes the real purpose of Guru Tegh Bahadurjee's martyrdom. I quote him as translated, Whenever the world departs from its natural course of conduct, it is then that you take a form which is not surprising or a miracle. You are the saviour and the endower of righteousness. In case righteousness is destroyed, no one, including us, will remain in the world. First you create, give birth to this creation, and then you look after its well-being. Whoever turns away from the true conduct, you destroy that being. You always become the protector of all. How can one describe the kind of appreciation that the Devtas did in the praise of Guru Sahit? I unquote. quote. In these lines, the focus is on righteousness. Some scholars preferred calling Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib dharam ki chadar while many scholars in the 20th century referred to him as hinti ki chadar. These titles depict his contribution but these titles remain limited to particular contexts alone and tend to overlook the Guru's motive as universal and all-inclusive. The idea of Hind, the concept of nation that we see today, was not the same in the period of Gurus. Nation, conceptually, is an 18th century construct in the Western discourse, while the significance of Guru's martyrdom gave a discourse of universalism with emphasis on human rights and dignity for all individuals equally, irrespective of their community, religion, caste, creed or sex and freedom to live with liberty in the shared world created by Ikkyunkar. Towards the conclusion, it may be mentioned that Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib made the supreme sacrifice by laying his life for the welfare of humankind because he was pained to see the suffering of fellow beings. In this century, when the entire world is facing the oppression of the majority forces, where the haves are indifferent towards the need of the have-nots and do not shun from being exploitative towards them, where Islamophobia, marginalization of the lower castes, discrimination based on race and oppression in the name of gender is on a spread. Where other minorities are being threatened. Where the Sikh minorities are labeled as terrorists time and again. Where laws against interfaith marriages are being passed. Where restrictions are being forced upon love. Where peasants are struggling for their rights. This martyrdom Acquires immediate relevance and meaning. Therefore, the martyrdom of Groteek Bahadur Sahib is to be understood as a resistance to injustice, a voice against the unwarranted forces oppressing the innocent and common citizens, and not just an opposition to the tyranny of the Mughal forces, but a refusal. To accept any form of oppression or unjust agency. With this, I close my paper. Vahigujika khalsa, Ki fateh. You are listening to Sikh by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path.